Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Everybody, what's up, everybody? It's another episode of my favorite episode of with Julian Kathleen and producer, producer Matt. Matt. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going producer or not. No, he's producer today. He's producer. He Matt. hasn't really been fresh. No, he hasn't been fresh. When at he all. acts out, that's when producer comes. Oh, out. I never even knew what the reason was. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's like oh. your evil twin. Yeah. Oh, it was the oh. Laguna screw up. So you're you're oh. producer. God. Anyway, it's a map pick. And I feel like I feel like Matt might cry talking about this. Okay, if Matt cries, I'm out. I'm quitting on the job. There's a 110 percent chance that I will struggle to get through a portion of this. That last scene is the most Matt scene ever. Oh my god! The whole episode, Matt picked this episode because it is about Matt. This is a very self-centered. Well, I was gonna say like. There are TV show characters that I relate to in some way, be it like I always really connect it with Zach Braff's character in Scrubs. I've always really connected with Eric Foreman in that 70s show. But the Goldbergs, Adam Goldberg is literally I feel like I'm looking into a mirror. And I second that. Yeah. (laughs) With like growing up with you, like 100 percent. That is you. And it's not that far off from me now either, but it's definitely no, me at that age. But it's definitely you as like a kid. Yeah, it's, it's you presently and as a child. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into that in the final speech. Oh, wait. So this is season four, episode 10. Uh, Han Aka solo. solo. Love it. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to pick this. Uh, I was going to hold off until uh, the next round of Christmas episodes, but... For reasons, I decided to to pick it early. Hmm. One of one of them is obviously that you know, Julie's gonna have a baby soon, and mm-hmm. I I really needed Julie to be here to kind of back up some of the things that I say about why this this specific episode is so special to me. It's actually the first episode of the Goldbergs I ever watched. Oh, by recommendation or by happenstance? By happenstance. Wow. I was at my parents' house. This was I think I was living here at the time. And I went over and was just kind of hanging out, and it was on. And I actually remember Bedoucer Bat did come out <laughs> a little bit because I was getting so frustrated because I was watching it with my dad and maybe Julie, but possibly. Wasn't me. Okay. No. Uh, maybe Jamie then. 
and the whole time they just go going it's you <laughs> it's like yeah and that's like frustrating anytime you're watching something <laughs> but like it kept happening and then like the ending happens and i just started to really get like emotional and then they were like laughing at me because i was getting emotional <laughs> so i was just like this isn't this isn't going my way but i immediately was like i like this show people had been texting me for years and they're like you have to watch the goldbergs the goldbergs is you it is there's never been a show that is more matt kelly than this show so my friend lorelei had just given birth to a baby and she was pretty much just stuck inside with the baby all day so i had a day off from work and she was like hey come meet the baby and we'll just like knock out a season of the goldbergs and that's literally what we did i showed up at 9 a.m we ordered lunch and dinner, and we just sat on the couch and watched a full season of the show. Ordering out and watching a show with like one of your best friends is literally the best. That's it's, what dreams are made of. It's like top five best ways to spend an evening. Oh, in it's my so mind. nice! Like, like when the Christmas special came out of yeah. High School Musical, and me and you got drunk and ate buff chickies and yeah. just watched that. Of course, it was just the best. Like I was like, I can't think of a better Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, so I watched the show and. The thing with this episode is I don't think it's the funniest episode that they've ever done of the Goldbergs. I don't even think it's particularly the best episode of the Goldbergs in in any major way. This is actually really when the show started to become far too self-aware and I started to like lose interest in it. But there's a moment in the ending, and we'll get to the ending later, where I cried when I watched it. When I sat down and did the full rewatch of the show from start to finish, I cried when this episode came on again. And every single time that I've watched the show, I've cried. When I try to explain to people why it hits me so hard, I start to cry as well. It's going to be a first for the pod. Tears. There's going to be some real human tears by the time we're done this. Yeah, because I was watching it today on my lunch break and he started talking about the the scene that he's referring to and said he was starting to get choked up. And I was like, please stop talking. (laughs) Do not cry. Yeah. No, we'll get there. The thing that I do think is great about this show is that it really does capture the best parts of your childhood at times. Mm-hmm. Like the opening with him circling the toys in yep. the magazines, like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Like we used to get the Toys R Us catalogs yeah. in the Oh, mail. and you just, the I nostalgia. want this one. Yeah. yeah, circling it all, writing lists. Like, I mean, we all are big on the holidays and we voice that <laughs> very often on this podcast. And it's just like sad. Like I think that's one of the things I'm like most excited about of like being a parent is, is having that is having that like little kid being so excited like for holidays and stuff like that when it just like kind of goes away when you're older. Yeah, it gets it gives you that spirit back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But yeah, I loved the opening scene because it's like everyone did that. While we're there, um, I just want to say I have thought I had seen many episodes of the Goldbergs. Yeah. Tell you right now, I've never seen this the theme song. Well, I've never heard this theme song. I've never seen this theme song not once. Like I thought it was a dinner table show. Like I've seen it. Yeah. It's set in around Philly. They're always wearing flyer shirts and shit. Like they're always. And I was like, why don't I recognize this theme song even for yeah. one second? It's also very short. The thing yeah. that I kind of hate about the theme song, and I don't know if it's mixed better when you watch it on Hulu, but like on the DVDs specifically, the theme song is mixed like 
20 decibels louder than the rest of the show. So oh. like I would like turn up the volume because I'm like, I can't hear what they're saying. And then all of a sudden the theme song would come on. I'd be like, Jesus. I don't even remember. What was the theme song? I don't know. It's like a te- it's like a keyboard going crazy. And it's basically just like, I'm twisted up inside just thinking of the things I need to say. Oh my God. Did <laughs> like, I watch that? <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, it's funny because I have exactly two notes written down. I have a lot of stuff in my head to say, yeah. but the the one was never heard this song in my life and the second one is of course you picked a holiday episode in may yes julie said that as soon as i so walked in brand. from getting a starbucks so fucking on brand. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. it's on brand whatever i love it i love holiday episodes always and yep. this one was i thought it was really good for the record of course i just said i don't really watch the goldbergs mm-hmm. but i thought it was so enjoyable like the yeah. two older siblings to me have so much chemistry the mom's comedic beats fucking lit i was like oh my god she is killing this this role was made for her yeah i've said before that the other reason why i relate to this show and it's definitely not to this level but donna and jim definitely have some of the traits and elements of the parents on the goldbergs like there are episodes Hmm. where i'm watching it and like Bev's whole storyline of kind of pseudo lying to get her kids to do something that she wants them to do is so much Julie and I's mom yeah. sometimes. Like, I know, that's what I was just going to say when you said you turned into <laughs> producer when you were mad that they were saying it's you. Yeah. Matt has pulled up multiple YouTube videos from the Goldbergs being like, Mom, you have to watch this. This is so you. <laughs> so I'm like calling the ghetto black, aren't we? Well, usually it's because <laughs> she'll say something and it's like, you sound exactly <laughs> like her. Right well, now. the one thing thing that like and this sounds like I'm like totally trashing my dad I'm not my dad is my boy I yeah. ride for shout him shout out big Jim uh, but the one scene where he's like talking to the dad about the Star Wars Christmas special and he keeps pretending to fall asleep I'm like that is my <laughs> dad <laughs> our dad has probably done that to you oh, for on sure. multiple occasions there was so this is the story that dad loves to tell of me as a kid this will start the descent into why I connect with the show so much but I didn't have a ton of friends in school especially in like elementary school and middle school and when you would go into the library you could like get out any book and I got out every I had read every single Peanuts slash Charlie Brown comic book because I relate it so much to Charlie Brown and I told my dad that and he's like what are you talking about he's like you know like just no one ever wants to hang out with me and I just feel like I have like bad luck all the time and he said shut up blockhead you've got friends (laughs) And and I was like god damn <laughs> like that's oh. just always been his humor is he like leans into it and he loves that story for some reason but yeah. like the other thing this isn't in this episode so much but early on in the series the big joke is that as soon as the dad comes home from work he immediately takes off his pants and it's just hanging out in his boxers which isn't so much our dad now but like five years ago it sure was there was definitely a roll of a dice if you came in the house if there was going to be pants on our <laughs> good for him <laughs> fuck pants just living his life yeah I think that this episode does capture a lot of great things about childhood. One of my notes is I want that Kermit the Frog trash can, which of course it also shirt's not in here. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure he ordered it. <laughs> I'm sure it's on its way. Special ordered from eBay. Yeah, I've been betting on it for weeks. <laughs> I do own the Star Wars Holiday Special because I'd heard how bad it is, and it's bad. It's really. It's like the first thirty minutes is just Chewbacca's family having conversations with no subtitles and you have no clue what's going on and you're just like why is this happening but everything that they say in there 
is 100% accurate where they're just about like the movie I was yeah wondering they're just that. like they're like why was B. Arthur like a bartender and it's like yep yeah, B. Arthur just shows up and sings like a sexy song about closing up the bar to hook up with somebody mm-hmm. like it's just a weird no one understands why it exists half the cast was like on coke when they were making it it's, and it's it was bad b- it, and they said in the show it was before Empire Strikes Back yeah this was literally like Star Wars was the biggest thing and they were like, well, we don't know if this will continue to be popular, so let's cash in right away. So it came out like the same year as the first Star Wars movie. Little did they know it was going to be like the biggest franchise that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's like the the setup that's to so the Star true. Wars. I kind of don't care that much about the Bev and the two siblings storyline in this. I'm oh, not sure I if you get... Okay, let's so talk funny. about that for a little bit then. I just loved it. I, I I was more into that than the other one. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> what did you think? I liked both storylines, to be honest. Like, I, I actually was just going to say, I think I would add this episode to, like, an episode that I watched during the holidays. Me too. Like, I, I agree would watch with that. this. All Again. the singing and stuff is so funny and cute. The and the sister made is up such a rapping. good singer. She's the most beautiful She's, voice. She sings on so many episodes. Yeah. Like, season five? I think season five or season six. The whole premise is that she drops out of college to just pursue her dream of being a musician. Now, are they twins? No. No. She's a year older than him, I think. And then like Adam's like a freshman in high school. Got it. I was looking for my girl, AJ Michalka, but she was not. No, she did not appear in this episode, which is wild. They're going on tour (laughs) next May. Did you know that? I already bought tickets. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) Allie and AJ for life. Yeah. Yeah, I got two tickets. Yeah, I mean, this one, I'm glad that I picked this one for a couple reasons, but one of them is that like, especially if Julie hadn't really seen that many episodes, they don't really dive into too many of the side characters for too much. You get like the one bully that like sells in the VHS tape, but that's about it. Like there's, there's not a lot of like side characters. It's very family focused, but let's, let's get into the, the elephant in the room for this. As Julie knows, I had a very, very close relationship with my grandfather. Stop staring at me. I I have to look Look at at something. I'm staring at, I'm staring at the Chewbacca up there. He's staring at me and I'm laughing. So this can't continue. But I had a very close relationship with my grandfather and he unfortunately died when I was in 10th grade. And my whole life I've felt robbed by that. Like I felt robbed that like, he never saw me drive. He never saw me graduate high school. He never saw me go to college. He's never seen me like pursue my dreams. He was always so supportive of whatever I wanted to do. When I wanted to learn guitar, he'd sit down and try to teach me how to play chords. Like when I told him I wanted to make movies, he would just buy me movies and show me movies and explain to me like how they were done. And like he had this big music room that was just records and instruments and old VHS tapes. And we would just sit there and spend out. There'd be like a family party and him and I would just be on this patio for like three hours away from the party, just like listening to music, playing music, watching movies together. So the relationship that Adam has with his grandfather really captures a lot of that. And there's there's one line early on that I'd like to believe is how my grandfather felt about me, where the, the dad is very like, whatever, about the fact that Adam has like stopped caring about this stuff. And he goes, his childlike wonder is what makes him Adam. And that's why I love the boy so much. Mm -hmm. And like, that was like, that like gets me kind of choked up. But it's the final scene. Whenever I watch that, I remember watching it for the first time. And I literally felt like my grandfather was speaking to me from the beyond. And like encouraging me through this show to like not get so like (laughs) tied up in, in the world. You know, that whole thing where he says like, 
never lose that childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's what makes you special. I don't get it. How do you manage to always see the good in everything? It's easy if you never lose your childlike wonder. It doesn't matter how old you are. People like us always have it. Really? Really. I need you to promise me one thing. Always hold on to that wonder, no matter what. I will, Pop. I love you. I know. And like every time, God, here it comes. Every time I watch this. <laughs> I was this, like, you're holding up pretty well. Yeah, every time I watch this episode, though, I feel that every single time. And it there's such a mix of emotions that come from it. And it's yeah. not in every episode. Like there's definitely episodes. There's episodes where he keeps showing up with a banjo and playing songs for him on the banjo. Aww. But like this specific episode, more than any episode, I really feel that connection every single time that I watch it. Yeah. And the actor just died um, oh. this year. So uh, like I haven't watched the Goldbergs in two or three years, but I feel like. Is it still, it's still on? Yeah, they're still doing more seasons, so I feel like I'm going to have to watch that episode. You must. Like, that's going to be so upsetting you know me. i don't know that whole story but uh, but i had kn- i knew that you told me like just the gist of it you're like yeah. this this one hits for me yeah. and i'm gonna cry so i i figured i knew how much your grandfather meant to you and i was watching it and i was like damn like yeah. that i mean i've never even known a grandfather and i was like fucking hell that this seems lit yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so like i'm i'm jealous of that but at least you know no, you get the time, right? You, like you celebrate yeah. the time that you did get, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I was gonna say like you got tenth grade, I got third grade. Yeah. So no, it's tough. It's and and that's the thing, and it's like I have all of. I still keep. I never will not have a VCR because I have so many tapes of him. Yeah. Like playing, and there was a day I found a box of tapes, and the one was we used to do these big. We still do, but we do these big family reunions. And when he was alive, he was like Mr. Cameraman and he would walk around and film it and he would just, you know, he would be talking to people or sometimes he would just sit and film and do like his own little commentary track to what was going on. And I just laid there and listened to his voice for four hours, Mm -hmm. like just listening to him talk and like thinking about him. And, you know, I, I still it's been fuck. It's been almost 20 years. He's I've known him dead longer than I've known him alive, which is a wild thing to think about. But like. Yeah, I still just I feel so robbed of those things. um, What side of the family? It was on my mom's side. Mm. It's kind of why I think I'm very close with my mom because when that happened, her and I leaned on each other a lot because she was a wreck and she knew I was a wreck. And I remember that funeral. I didn't go see him in the hospital. There was something I just could not do. Sure. In my mind, I was like, if I see him as he's fading that's the only thing i'm going to remember for the Mm -hmm. rest of my life so i actively didn't go and i wrote him this like long note telling him how much he meant to me how much i love him how much i'm going to miss him because it wasn't like oh he might like it was inevitable he was not coming out of that hospital Mm -hmm. and i remember my mom telling me she gave him the letter and he kept crying and then he told her you have a really special kid and i hope he knows that pregnancy hormones they're getting (laughs) you better stop (laughs) when we went to the when we went to the funeral or to the viewing i was afraid to like go up to the coffin and she's like you have to go up to the coffin you have to go up to the coffin and he had my note in his hand 
in the coffin. And she said that was something he asked for was he wanted to be buried with it. <laughs> like, we're and all so, sobbing here, like, Mac, and you fucking sorry. not. <laughs> oh, here it comes. There they are. But like <laughs> this episode, like I said, this episode, that scene just means so much to me. And like every time I think about it, it it hits the same way every single time. That like I had this beautiful relationship with my grandfather and I always feel like he's riding right there mm. with me at all times. And I remember that the first time I heard that speech, no one could convince me that it wasn't him speaking to me right. from beyond the grave. It was just clear clear as day to me. I you cannot know? believe that this is happenstance, the first episode you've ever seen of the Goldberg. That's, that is and that's what I mean. That's what I was just going to say. That was a sign. Yeah. That is a sign. Yeah. I, I fully believe that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, it's sure. just like, it, it's the only way that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's the show, the Goldbergs, is a really fine show and I do enjoy it, but... You know, we were talking about it last week when we were talking about like like Modern Family, where it's just like you kind of see one episode of the Goldbergs, you get the you get the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's interesting though. I was really impressed by this episode. Like, I thought it was really fast paced. I thought the jokes were on. Like, yeah. I, I was not like okay, corny like Big Bang Theory, just looking for the laugh type like stupid joke. I was like that. These are thought out, very funny, smartly written jokes. Yeah. I was impressed. I think the difference, and and this is coming from me, who's like very, very vocal hater of Big Bang Theory. Adam Goldberg is undeniable as a geeky, true to himself guy. And this is based on his true, like his life story. He wrote one of my favorite films, this film called Fanboys, which captures a lot of the same energy of something like Goldberg's where it's very geek centric. It's very funny, but it has uh, dramatic beats. Big Bang Theory, when when I've watched a handful of episodes, none of it ever feels like actual geeky people writing geeky characters. It just kind of feels like people who've been around guys who read comic books or like been around dudes who were in like AP classes and like, this is what I think they're like. But you watch like the Goldberg's and it's like, he gets the spazziness of being a fan (laughs) so perfectly there's an episode i remember my mom called me and was like you need to watch the opening of the goldbergs right now like last (laughs) night's episode and julie you'll you'll appreciate this the episode is that it's his birthday and his mom for his birthday buys him a full-scale replica of Pee-wee Herman's bicycle, and he immediately runs upstairs and dresses in Pee-wee in a Pee-wee oh, outfit, God. and is like pedaling around the block, thinking he's the coolest kid. And it just keeps cutting from like his vision of what's happening to like everyone else just being <laughs> like, "What is going on?" Aww. But I'm like, "Yeah, that's." I mean, if my mom was like, "Here's the Pee-wee bike," I'd been like, "All right, let me go get the Pee-wee suit." Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. The fucking dork. I am a loser. I love it. So am I. My good God. That's the only way to be. (laughs) I feel like, honestly, these days, losers are cooler than cool people. Yeah, yeah, cool people. No, there is. That's what. um, Cool doesn't exist. That's what Cruel Summer is about, right? It's about how, like, she should just hang out with the dorky kids. Jeanette Turner. (laughs) Fuck Jeanette Turner. God. On my birthday, Julie posted on Instagram and called me Jeanette Turner. Oh, what a mean thing. I know. I just thought it would be funny. I got a few responses being like, Savage. (laughs) I'm like, I know, Brad. God, I hate her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me ill. Yeah. I feel bad too because it's an ad or something came up or it was like Olivia Holt who plays Kate and the actress that plays Jeanette like talking to each other like on like a video chat or whatever it came up on an Instagram post and I was like this poor girl like I can't even watch this because I hate Jeanette that yeah. I won't watch yeah, she's this. Probably like the and she's sweetest, an innocent nicest, actress, young yeah. actress and I'm just like. Totally. But so yeah. the only other thing that I had written down that I wanted to talk about 
how good and underutilized of a Christmas song is put a little love in your heart. Okay, like, that's that's the other note I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, like, I love, I didn't, why, how was that a Christmas yeah, song? Yeah, I didn't know so that was a Christmas the song. The only connection I can think of, I'm sure it's a reference to this because it's Adam Goldberg and he's a nerd. The movie Scrooged with Bill Murray mm. ends with them all singing Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Okay. Mm. And that was like an 80s comedy starring one of the Ghostbusters, like just based on everything about Adam Goldberg and this show there's no way that that's not supposed to be like a subtle reference to it but I've told our mom multiple times like you should really just toss this in one of the church services when you're doing like Christmas music like even it's just an opener it's just such a like hopeful pretty uplifting song like it's so pretty and I've yet to hear a version that I don't love like yeah i only love it because it was in the supergirl the flash crossover which i was obsessed with like yeah. had the that version on my spotify playlist forever i was like an everyday kind of song for me but yeah this was a good pick and i enjoyed the episode um i'm glad i agree i think i believe in that kind of shit that he was talking to you yeah i love that tv speaks to you like that because it does it to me too i mean so. i think that that's what it's a i mean, I mean that's why we watch it right like sure. I said it in the Winona episode, but in case no one listened to that, because they're like, nobody did. 90 minutes, Winona, no. No um, shot. <laughs> nobody did. <laughs> no shot. Uh, yeah. No, we're almost at 100 on that one. Really? Yeah. It's just Kathleen. <laughs> just listening to it over and over again. No, I haven't listened to it, actually, because I, I re-edited it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, it's too much for me. <laughs> like, I'm, I have to wean myself off of Winona because yeah. it was taking over my life. But it is one of those, like, I said it in that episode, and I'll say it again, like, TV sometimes can express how I'm feeling better than I could ever put it into yeah. words where I could be like, just watch this episode and you'll you'll get where my headspace is, which I can't think of. Like sometimes you can do that with a song, but like there's not a lot of other mediums where you can be like, watch this and you will fully understand me as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with and that. And this episode of Goldberg's is pretty big on that list of like, if you watch this episode, you will know me better than you thought you knew me. I will say that the one line I'm going to, I didn't write anything down. I'm such an asshole, but because I, I was watching on my phone, yeah. I was struggling. The one line right in the beginning when he's like, stop what you're doing or whatever. And he's like, if I stop what I'm doing, there'd be less, I'd be doing more <laughs> than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. like, that is perfect. That is such a great line. It's so dumb. Like yeah. it, it would, he's like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like I can't stop. On- and his bedroom uh, Adam's bedroom is just filled with all the things you love like the Jaws poster yeah. the Muppets calendar the Muppets calendar Kermit the Frog trash oh, can oh god it's so good I agree with Kathleen though I think this was a great pick I'm glad we did a little Christmas special in May that's so us I know once yeah. like 4th of July is over that's when like full on fall yeah. do I, not need yeah. <laughs> really don't need July 5th until like September 2nd and our, our <laughs> house I mean as Matt knows he's been living with us our house is very excited for Halloween Kills, and that's coming out this October. Yeah, this so. house is stoked for it. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Matt made a sob. I hope that you Thanks, guys Matt. sobbed. I was actually like, I couldn't control my tears. Yeah. I was really glad that Kathleen was talking. I'm, I'm actually proud I held it together. You didn't you even did. hear it. I didn't Kim K at all during no, this. No. I was expecting Kim K. I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no. I mean, I didn't know the note story. Yeah. Oh, so I think didn't. that's why it hit different because oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And I can't hear stuff like that. So. I still cried the story. Oh my god, I'm gonna tear up thinking about it. When you got lost in Kajahaka when you were a kid. Yeah. That that makes me cry. <laughs> that wraps it up for today. Thank you, producer Matt, for being producer Matt and not producer Bat. We appreciate it. We loved and this you. pick. We loved how important it was. Alright. And we love you. Aw. Love ya. Aw. Toonie. Love you Toonie. too. <laughs>
Matt, you say Toonie before we... Toonie. There you go. This has been My Favorite Episode Of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with a new episode of My Favorite Episode Of. Network.